Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Jeremy Scott Fitness Podcast Radio Show. Coming to you on this Friday, January the 6th, 2023. Hopefully this finds you staying safe and staying sweaty all at the same time. This is episode number one of the new year, everybody. So hopefully you guys had an awesome new year and uh, did it safely. And uh, you're still with us rocking along here. Trying to be healthier in all reality, most of the resolutions and the changes probably are going to begin January the 9th because a lot of people let that uh, New Year, New You shit uh, kind of be in hangover mode um, for a couple of days post the 1st, and uh, which brings me into some of our housekeeping tips and why we start our 47-day transformation on January the 9th as opposed to the 2nd because I know with kids going back to school, uh, again, kind of kicking the old habits of uh, eating uh, more sugar and having more booze and doing some of the things maybe aren't that healthy for you. Uh, It takes a couple of days to kind of ease back in unless you're a cold turkey person, but I know most people, it is a struggle when they kick off. So reminder, our 47-day transformation is going to start here in just two days. Um, it's coming quick, you guys. Again, for you people who don't know, um, obviously people are on the app. It's jeremyscottfitness.app if you guys just want to check the app out. But this is the first premium option we've ever done inside the app. Everything else we've done up until this point has been 100% for free. And I'm happy to do that for you guys for as much stuff as possible, um, if it makes sense. But this program, A, is a bigger pain in my ass than anything, and it costs the most money uh, to produce and to staff and, and all the things appropriately. But it is the thing I'm probably the most proud of digitally, um, other than, you know, building a community and talking to all of you guys. So it's jeremyscottfitness.app slash 47-day challenge. Um, this 47-day transformation has been going on for about seven or eight years. The content inside this app version is about 98% brand new. If you're looking to change some habits and not just, you know, fitness and nutrition, but really work on some personal development things, break some old habits and establish some new ones moving far beyond 47 days. This is the program for you guys. Again, it kicks off January the 9th. We're going to load it week by week. So week one is going to come on the 8th. And uh, this version that you guys purchase, it will be yours forever. It's 99 bucks. Historically, we've sold this outside the app for like two to $400, but this is the cheapest it'll ever be. And I think this is the best it has ever been. And again, you'll own it for the rest of your life and then obviously if you guys want to you know join the app after that that's cool if you're already in the app i'm going to be pumping stuff out there non-stop like always anyways guys so if you want to check it out jeremy'scottfitness.app slash 47 day challenge we kick off here in about two days and i'll see a bunch of you savages inside of there also a reminder if you guys are not in our newsletter and you want to be added just hit me up we send out three emails a week every week we've done that for the past almost 13 years now at this point which is crazy and uh, many of you are, I, we give stuff in there that we can't give on Instagram or even Facebook. Sometimes I try to relay them, but it doesn't always work um, as seamless as I'd like. So that's where email uh, kind of takes over. And real quick, if you guys have listened to enough of these podcasts, if you have followed on Instagram forever and Facebook, uh, LinkedIn, if you're a Jeremy is YouTube person and you've never dropped us a review on um, the podcast on Apple or Spotify, please do so. We'd appreciate it. And if you guys really love what we do here and you want to drop us one on Google, I'm going to put the link in the show notes here. Just hit pause right now. Go to the, the notes below. 
look at the Google review, click it, drop it a five star, leave a comment. If you love what we do, we would appreciate it. Selfishly, it helps our business out a ton. Uh, if you look at fitness places, uh, I don't think you'll find another one that has more reviews than we do. Uh, the, the places really that only beat us are, are typically coffee shops because everybody and their brother drinks coffee and they get a shit ton of reviews. A lot of times negative ones, uh, but they do get a ton of positive as well. So we, we take pride in that. It helps us pull up the Google rankings. It helps us crush the world here in sunny Scottsdale, Arizona. And we thank you guys uh, for doing that. If you've never done it, think of it as like the New Year's gift that you're giving to us. So with that, this episode you guys know is brought to you by my homies at Athletic Greens, the one thing I take every single day and I never, ever miss. If you guys don't eat enough vegetables, let's be real, none of you probably do. This is the one thing I would put into my life to make life easier. If you take 14 different pills, you can get rid of those things and just take a scoop of Athletic Greens. It's got the antioxidant equivalent to like 10 to 12 servings of fruits and veggies. It is the best tasting greens on the planet, in my opinion. I've tried almost all of them, if not all of them, and this is by far my favorite. If you want, we will give you a year's supply of vitamin D, which you should already be taking, and five free travel packs with order one. Athleticgreens.com slash Jeremy Scott will get you that deal. Or if you've heard other people talk about it, maybe on different podcasts or around the way you've seen uh, some other fitness people or your friends maybe have it around, and you want to try some 100% for free, shoot us a message. We will mail you some right to your front door. I don't care if you live in Canada or Greece or Italy or if you live in Nebraska. We'll get you the greens 100% on us. You can try it, see if you like them. And then get hooked up with all the free stuff from there. And if you're only going to buy one supplement, this would be the thing I would buy. And the bonuses that give you the vitamin D3 and K2 with it. So you're killing two birds with one stone. Again, I don't look at this as an expense. I look at it as an investment in my immune system and my overall health. So hit us up for the free sample. Otherwise, athleticgreens.com slash Jeremy Scott gets you guys the deal today. Other than that... Uh, we got a bunch of other sponsors in the show notes. Our friends at JLab Pro, where we get our protein, turmeric, collagen, and curl oils. We've been having discounts for those guys like crazy. We've been putting on the newsletter. In the show notes, you guys can pick that up. Same thing for the Beam CBD. That's our CBD company we work with here. We love those guys in terms of the Dream product, which helps uh, me personally sleep. Heather takes it every single night. And they have an awesome uh, collagen uh Elevate and uh, hydration packets as well that we've been giving away for free. So if you want a free sample of the Beam Dream product, which helps me sleep, and the uh, hydration packs, we'll send those to you guys too, 100% on us. Everybody else is in the show notes, and you guys have access to that below. So this episode here tends to be one of the most popular ones that I do for the year, which is cool in one sense, and then the other sense it is depressing because the rest of the year is just downhill for me. Uh, all jokes aside, this is an episode a lot of you guys ask about. It's probably how many of you found us in what we do was by seeing uh, my ugly face uh, on the internet, probably shirtless somewhere, whether it was on Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, Instagram, men's health, or otherwise over the years. But before I jump into my training and nutrition in 2023, I wanted to read a story that I shared probably like mid-pandemic for the first time, and it's just a perspective post. Some of you might be familiar with this, some of you might not, and it's just 
to take a moment and have gratitude um, for all the things that you do have in your life, even if they're not perfect and some shits kind of came your way as of late, it's, um, it's easy to get lost in the weeds of that. And all the little things are annoying and they matter, you know, until they don't matter. And this is me speaking. I talked about this on Instagram the other day and inside the app, how I used to be a, a different person than the, the person you guys listen to now. I mean, I've always been the same person, but I just was a, like a real negative, uh, just angry, you know, young kid, teenager, uh, you name it. And uh, I'll touch on that more here in the episode. And I think about that person versus the person I am today. And it wasn't until I got to college um, and some of my teammates, you know, who I became close with to realize, even though I didn't have a lot, I had so much more compared to them. And that's where it was like a real slap in the face of like, man, I've been saying like, you know, I got a, a shitty deal, you know, poor me, you know, life kind of fucked me over in all these ways. And then I meet, you know, I don't want to say the names on here, but some of my, my closest teammates up front and I'm like, oh, fuck, like this person doesn't even know their dad. Like this person's got two pair of pants. This person's never owned a car. Like this person doesn't have $10 and I got $300 in my bank account. Like just this, this, this drastic perspective of all the things that I did have and I was focusing on what I didn't. And I preface that just to share this small story here. For a small amount of perspective, at this moment in time, imagine you were born in the year 1900. When you were 14, World War I starts, and it ends on your 18th birthday, with 22 million people killed. Later in the year, the Spanish flu epidemic hits the planet and runs until you're 20 years old. 50 million people die from it. In those two years, yes, 50, five, zero million people died during that time. When you're 29 years old, the Great Depression begins. Unemployment hits 25%. Global GDP drops 27%. That runs until you're 33 years old. The country nearly collapses along with the world economy. When you turn 39, World War II starts, and you're not even over hill yet. When you're 41, the United States is fully pulled into World War II. Between your 39th and 45th birthday, 75 million people will die in a war, and the Holocaust kills 12 million additional people. At 52, the Korean War starts, and 5 million people die. At 64, the Vietnam War begins, and it doesn't end for many years. 4 million people die in that conflict. Approaching your 62nd birthday, you have... The Cuban Missile Crisis, and a tipping point in the Cold War. Life on our planet, as we know it, could have easily ended during that period of time for anybody old enough to remember. Obviously, we had some leaders that uh, prevented that from happening, so lucky us. But as you turn 75, the Vietnam War finally ends. Think of everyone on the planet who would have been born in 1900. How do you survive all that? A kid in 1985 didn't think that their 85-year-old grandparents understood how hard school was. Yet those grandparents survived through everything listed above. Perspective is an amazing art. And as you guys head into 2023, 
just keep things into perspective. Be smart. Have gratitude. Help each other out. And the, the world will be a better place. And we'll all kind of move through it together uh, in unison. Because the history of the world, you know, if you look back, we're living in a, in a pretty fucking awesome time, in an awesome era. Even again, things ain't perfect. Uh, and again, imperfect people, imperfect world. Uh, David Jack quote here for the day. But we got it pretty fucking awesome, man. And I don't know. You you can, you don't have to play in all the spaces here and do all the things, but you can take all the good stuff that we have. And you, if you can weed out the negative noise, you can live a pretty fucking epic life. Like most of us are living, you know, better than kings lived 200 years ago. Like we have all these luxuries at our fingertips and it's a great time to be alive. Albeit it's not perfect, but if you were born in, you know, 1960, 1970, 1918, 1990. I got a kid here the other day. He born in 2003. Made me feel old as fuck. Uh, you got it good, man. You really do. So just just be thankful. Um, have perspective. Have gratitude. And, you know, just appreciate what you do have and work hard for the things that y- you don't have just yet. That's my little uh, soapbox as we begin today. But before I jump into my legit like hardcore uh, training and what I do. I want to share uh, a little post from John Shackleton. And uh, I'm actually going to pull it up here on Instagram so I don't uh, completely butcher it. But he is the strength and conditioning coach over at Villanova uh, for the men's basketball team. If you guys are familiar, Villanova is a legit fucking program. Like it, it's it's right up there. Men's basketball, you know, over the past you know a decade or so, is you know right up there with the Kentuckys and the, and the Dukes of the world. Villanova has been killing a bunch of national championships. They're uh, they've been doing their thing, and uh, he had a post um, the other day where he was kind of talking through uh, with a client uh, about pull ups, and uh, basically what he said is you know pull-ups are the truth and if you guys are familiar with just the basketball world in general um there's a million implications like i can roll with that like paul pierce used to be the truth or like if you could get buckets like you were the truth and um i just find the connection awesome since he's the head strength and conditioning guy at villanova and i don't see a lot of stuff on social media however this stuck out to me pull-ups are the truth And the reason it did, because it's one of the truest things in fitness. Either you do them or you don't. You know, we we used to joke here um, with a bunch of fitness uh, buddies of mine. We're all coaches. And they say, hey, can you make a how how to do a pull-up video? And And I would be, you know, the sarcastic asshole and be like, yeah, you grab the bar and you pull yourself up. It's pretty simple, right? Um, not quite as, as easy as that for most people. And we do have videos on the app in the how to section that walks you through it. But he wrote pull-ups are the truth and it's true, man. Like it's one of the fairest things that there is. And that's why I love fitness so much because it's one of the fairest things in life. Like you can't buy it. You can't borrow it. You can't steal it. You got to actually fucking earn it, man. And you got to earn it every single day because if you don't, it will go away. And what he goes on to say is, you know, either you do pull-ups or you don't. Either you do them the right way, 
or you don't to them the right way. Like, and either you kip and you flop around and do something else, which no offense, like the kipping shit is fine. It's a gymnastics move, but it's not a pull up. Like we just got to stop calling it that because I mean, in the CrossFit people are going to try to flame me for this, but they're not dude. Like I'll go with the Dan John quote, like uh, pull-ups are when you grab the bar, you dead hang, and then you pull yourself all the way up and you let yourself come all the way down and your body is stiff as a board. That's it. That's what a pull-up is. That's why they're true. That's why they're, to me, one of the most respected things in fitness because it's like there's a respect level there. You can do it the right way or you got to cheat to do it the wrong way and say, well, I could do 45 pull-ups. No, you did 45 flopping shit things hanging from a bar. That's not a pull-up. And I, I preface all that and I bring it up, you know, because that is a, that is a true strength metric is the body weight pull-up. If you look at something else. You know, you, you get a guy, like one of your buddies, maybe he's like, he's bigger, he's stronger, he can bench 350 pounds. Maybe he weighs 260, 225, 240. Can he do one pull-up? You know, maybe you got another buddy, he can deadlift 700 pounds. Can he do five legit pull-ups? And that, that brings me to the question, like, what is strength, right? Like, we always used to think of it as like, you know, when I, when I was a kid, what do you bench? And that was like, whose dick's the biggest? You know, I bench 300, I bench 350, I bench whatever. Can you do a pull-up? How many perfect push-ups can you do? You know, what What do you squat? Well, I, and it's, it's only back squat because nothing else would matter. Not what you split squat, not what you goblet squat. But again, if you can back squat 500 pounds, but you can't do walking lunges for 400 meters without dying, what is strength? It's all strength is what I'm getting at. I go, but there's different ways to look at it and there's different things that are going to fit your skill set in your life and what you want to do and what naturally works for you and your body and at what stage of life you're in. That's why I say this on this episode. For me, my goals are similar to what they've always been, but they've also changed because I'm older and I'm smarter. And just because I can do something doesn't mean I should do something. And that's a tough lesson to learn even for someone like me because everybody has ego. Everybody wants to be, you know, relatively strong, whatever that means to them. Everybody wants to be relatively fit and have decent endurance and be shredded. And, you know, you insert whatever the goal is. Everybody kind of wants a little bit of all of it. At least that's, you know, if I'm generally speaking here. And I'm probably never going to deadlift 600 pounds again. It's probably not going to happen. Could I? I guess if, if I really work on it for the next probably two months, I could get right back there. But why is it necessary for me to do that? Is there other ways I can still be strong, functional, fit without doing that? And that's what I'm, when I'm phrasing it, I'm phrasing it for all of you listening. You might be the guy who wants to bench X or squat X or deadlift X, and that's totally cool. But if you have, like me, the joints of a 14-year-old girl, it might just not be the best thing for your body type and your structure and the overall health of, you know, your life, if you will. Um, so just food for thought as you guys go through. There's a lot of ways you can be strong. And I'm not telling you to, to not shoot for your goals. Just like if you're the guy who's naturally 240 pounds and all of a sudden you want to become a marathon runner. I'm not saying you can't do that. However, 
could you just run a 5K or a 10K and be okay doing that and save your joints and still keep the things that make you you and make you strong? Because we always want what we don't have, right? It's, you know, if, if, I'm, if I'm talking about dudes, if you're the dude who, you know, naturally has, you know, jack legs, you're probably a little bit bigger guy and you probably want shredded abs. If you're the guy who's naturally just kind of lean all the time, you probably want a monster set of wheels. If you're the female who tends to be, you know, on the, the thinner side, like super like skinny, even if you will, probably wants to have a, you know, more of a booty. If you're the girl who naturally just has like hamstrings and quads and an ass, probably want to be a little bit leaner. And again, I'm completely generalizing here. I'm not saying those should or shouldn't be your goals. But a lot of times in life, we want the things that we can't have while not appreciating our natural gifts and working to strengthen our weaknesses, but also playing to our strengths as we go. And I preface all that just because as I get older here, I really just need to do that. Like, you got to, you know, you are who you are in this world, uh, especially with your physical body. So if I'm going to outline my goals, as I've gotten older, I've really just fallen into that. And I, I realize I can't be, you know, in my real life, I, I've never tried to be all things to all people. But in fitness, sometimes we, we try to do that and we get, you know, I don't want to say like, you know, distracted, but it can take away from ultimately what's going to make us the healthiest and the fittest person possible. So my training as I'm moving into the new year, very similar to what it was a year ago. If you guys follow me on the Jeremy Scott Fitness app, you can see my weekly workouts in there. That's literally what I'm doing, usually just a week behind. There might be some variations here if I have something pop up, you know, where I have something scheduled. Here's my lower body day. But maybe, you know, I have something bothering me with my knee or whatever it is. So I might have to do more mobility than I listed initially. And then I might have to do a couple warm-up sets and maybe back off some of the loading. But for the most part, what you see is what you get in there. So I'm doing typically each week, four dedicated loading days. Um, I play with all the protocols, EMOMs, AMRAMPs, circuit style, straight bodybuilding sets, which I really do love for a lot of the strength work. I'll go from biggest movement to smallest movement, meaning like uh, compound movement to accessory work. Sometimes I go accessory work to compound stuff. I'll go uh, failure sets, time under tension, eccentric, concentric, you name it, I'll do it all. But four legit loading days, upper body, lower body, upper body, lower body. Typically, one of them tends to be a stronger day. So more what I would consider, quote unquote, kind of strength work, even though it's all going to fall under like hypertrophy, like building muscle work. Same thing for the lower body. And then the next day, more hypertrophy, upper and lower. And then some of those might be more uh, body weight heavy stuff and just playing with different patterns just because I find that works best for me where I can beat the shit out of myself and still recover and feel good and come back. And I'll talk about that more in a second. So four legit loading days, upper, lower, upper, lower. The fifth day, it'll be a mix depending on how I feel. I might do some direct ab work, which I completely hate. But a lot of my direct ab work, I'll do things like bear crawls, uh, dumbbell uh, bear crawl walks, a lot of farmer's carries, a lot of sled work. I'll do uh, some of the overhead uh snatch variations with dumbbells, kettlebell swings. The ab wheel was probably my uh, 
my I guess my ab uh, tool of choice, uh, the decline sit-ups, things like that. I'll throw that in kind of on like the fifth day, depending on if I feel good. If not, I'll go even like heavier mobility that day and uh, some big boy walks like on a treadmill or hop on the bike to ski the row because I like to be proficient in the erg stuff because we do them here on our Sunday Metcons. And uh, I'll do different uh, intervals and, and stuff like that. Sometimes it's like, you know, real extreme, like sprint style. Sometimes it's more steady state cardio. It really just uh, depends. But that day, no matter what, that fifth day is uh, more mobility heavy uh, than any of the other days. Every day I'll do mobility. I do that every single day. I never miss. At least, um, I mean, so far, what day am I on? I'm day six of this year. I've done at least 15 minutes of mobility to start every single workout. And uh, if I'm being honest, most of the days, by the time I'm done with the day, it's at least 30 plus minutes because I'll do little like micro dosing uh, mobility in between, which I'll touch on later too. And uh, I might end the, the workout with some stuff too, especially things that are bothering me. Now that's five days of the week. The sixth day, we have like a filming day here where we chunk a lot of the content for Instagram and for the app. And then uh, that, you know, depending on how long uh, Heather's here and doesn't get uh, fed up with my bullshit, uh, that might be an hour or two hours of uh, essentially fitness workouts just in uh, little uh, small snippets, if you will. Sometimes we got to do reshoots uh, depending on what's going on. And on that same day, I might do some technical work. Again, um, different sled stuff, different carries, or just playing around with different variations of body weight stuff here. Uh, inside the gym, or if I get a chance, because the weather is going to be awesome here for the next probably six or seven months, it's uh, I'll go play basketball if I can, and it, not anything super taxing, you know, just I'll go shoot around, dribble, play, just kind of let my body move through space, because when you're playing, obviously, even by yourself, if you're someone like me, you have your AirPods in, there's so much dynamic movement, there's start, stop, side shuffles, we'll backpedal, you'll cut, you'll move, you'll reach across the body. You know, there, there's so much, I guess, gold that comes from playing soccer, from playing basketball, from, you know, running around with your kids uh, at the playground for an hour. There's a lot of dynamic movement that goes on there. And for me, basketball tends to, uh, to be that thing. So that essentially would be my, you know, seven days of the week. The four legit loading days, the fifth day where it's more heavy mobility, but I'm still loading uh, in some capacity, especially if it's the farmer's walks and the sleds and those things, then the obviously the technical day, and then the seventh day being the Metcon that we do here with these guys. I'll come in, I'll do uh, heavy mobility before. I usually will do mobility after. Uh, typically, we podcast after the Metcons, and uh, I'll move my body around as this thing loads before you guys get to hear it live. And that Sunday Metcon for these guys, because it's, it's grown to be this thing that I, I never planned on it uh, to be, we do... Uh, a lot of erg work and uh, just body weight stuff and, and moving around outside, whether it's overhead plate carries, walking lunges for, you know, hundreds of yards, running extended suicides. Uh, we'll get on the row, we'll get on the ski, we'll get on the erg bike, we do the assault bike uh, constantly. And just uh, different things uh, to kind of keep it fun. Sometimes they're short intervals, sometimes they're AMRAMs, you just name it, but we'll do all of that. So I'm doing something every single day of the week. And uh, with probably Wednesday for me and Saturday being the lightest uh, days. Now, that just works for my schedule and what I do. 
If I have to flip-flop the days some weeks, I definitely will, but that is what works for me. Now, the major focus probably of this year, because like all of you, I am a year older than I was last January when we did this, and uh, mobility, um, which for me has always been important, uh, especially probably, I mean, you always do it, like even in, in college you would do it, but not not to the extent of what you should because you're young, you can get away with more and you're just a, a young dude. So you're stupid and you don't listen. You don't think you need to do it. And then you become older and wish you would have done smarter things when you're younger. That's the conundrum most of us are all in. Like we, I would love to be me at 17, like have my 17 year old body, but have this brain. Like that's a fucking dangerous ass human right there. Uh, unfortunately, I had the awesome uh, body at 17 and my 17-year-old stupid gorilla brain. So here we are, everyone. However, that's my main focus now is to even go deeper on the mobility stuff than I have before. Focus on like the little areas, especially the stuff that is, you know, bothering me. So mobilizing the tissue, you know, kind of working out any of those tight trouble spots in the ropey areas and then stretching on the ends to just, you know, be as mobile and as athletic as I can, you know, to have mobility in my knees, hip, and ankles, uh, in my spine, keep the shoulders and the elbows and the wrists healthy. Uh, just because as you get older, dude, shit goes wrong. Like shit comes your way. I have, um, you know, knock on wood, never had like this, any serious, you know, physical injuries, but all the little nagging stuff that uh, holds you back, you know, like I've, I've popped a rib out before. I've had a uh, tennis elbow before. I got this stupid ass like I think it's plantar fasciitis on my left foot, which I'm working on consistently and I can find all these, you know, awful spots in the bottom of my feet. I think it's an overuse injury from pushing a sled. I pushed a sled for probably like 30 days in a row. Like, I mean, legitly, like I was just on the sled kick for some reason and just like beating the shit out of myself. This is a reverting back to my angry young teenage years for a minute, but uh, I felt good doing it. And then all of a sudden I just noticed like this, you know, nagging little uh, shit in uh, in the bottom of my foot. So I'm working on that consistently. I'm going to do a video inside the app too on how to kind of deal with uh, at least my version of the uh, the plantar fasciitis and how to get that tissue healthy and actually stretch it and uh, and take it through space. So that is what I am working on in my training in 2023 to uh, just get everything, you know, kind of where I need it to be and where I want it to go. Now, that's a pretty broad kind of bland uh, overview of what I'm doing. Again, if you guys want all the details, it's inside the Jimmy Scott Fitness app. But why? Why am I going to keep doing that? And why do I think that's the best for me? Well, again, naturally, even at, you know, damn near 40 years old, I am still an ectomorph by nature. So for me to be leaner is not as tough. It's tough for me to keep this amount of muscle mass on my little, you know, 14-year-old girl frame that I have here. And that requires me to do more loading work than metabolic work. That's me. And also I have the time to dedicate to do all this. So I obviously, you know, own this place and I can come in here every single day of the week and I have access to any equipment I want. Anything I don't have, I can buy it. So I do live a fake life in that regard. If I was a normal dude who worked at Enterprise or Bank of America, or I'm not going to say sold insurance DLO, uh, was a real estate agent, something like that, and you only had three days a week to train, I would do like three total body workouts. 
That's what I would do. But if it was someone like me and my goals are a little different, this is what I can do. And this works best for me. And also for me, I don't have that many great ideas. So fitness, it's like my solace. Like this is my escape. This is, it happens to be my work, but it's also my fun. It's the thing I, even when I fucking hate it, I look forward to it in some like masochistic way. So I have my inspirational ideas where I have ideas to help you guys and, and for new programs and how to make things better while I train. So even on the days where I don't want to do it, it's the thing that I know I can control and it's the thing that makes me feel the best. And it's not just a physical thing. It's an emotional thing. It's a mental thing. I really do. I can be having a shit day, man, where five things go wrong and, you know, maybe I got, you know, personal shit, whatever it is. Like we all go through shit, dude. And uh, I don't want to fucking be here and I don't want to train, but I just work out anyway. And even before the workout's over, I feel a thousand times better, like in a better mental place, like a sense of accomplishment and achievement. And emotionally, I just feel, you know, better. Like my heart rate's up. I have a different perspective and I just, I mean, my physiology has changed during it. So that's why I do it the way I do it. I also still film daily content here. And we made a commitment to do that for a long time. And there's an external motivator. I need to be healthy. I need to feel good to be able to do that. I need to have energy. And I also have some concrete goals, just like many of you. I still want to be able to easily dunk a basketball. For some reason, that's still important to me. I know one day it's going to go away. I do know that. But ain't fucking today, man. I'll tell you that. Uh, And if it's off like... You know, we went to a basketball game last night. Uh, Arizona State played Washington State down at ASU. And we went to the game. If it's off of like that, like the subfloor, bro, oh, dude, I'm still a monster off the subfloor. Like I could pipe it easily um, with a little bounce from that wood floor. Yeah, dude. But I've been doing it off concrete because that's the only place I play anymore. And uh, for some reason, that's still important to me. So I need to be mobile. I need to be fit. I need to be strong. I need to still be quick uh, for that because I I still want to easily be able to do that. And again, I have to focus on it because the reality is you do lose a step. You know, I, um, if I, if I'm, if I give an example like this, like you, you do lose things as you age, you gain a bunch of things too. Sadly, a lot of times older people gain shitty things, um, bad habits and injuries and scar tissue and you name it, but you, you can gain a lot of good things too. But there is a point where you do lose a step. And I'm not going to sit here and say to you, you know, at 39, I uh, could perform on a basketball court the same way I could have performed when I was, let's say my prime was 23. I'm, I'm just not the same. You know, I can get to the same spots, just not as quick. I could take the same shots. The percentage of them would fall drastically. And from an athletic standpoint, I can still dunk a basketball off two feet easily. I can still dunk off of my left leg and I'm right-handed easily. I can no longer dunk off just my right leg with my left hand. Um, I could do that like in my prime, probably until I was 26 or so. And then slowly that starts to go away. That's a skill I didn't work on. And anybody who knows, I'm six foot two, um, to dunk off your opposite leg is really fucking hard to do. It always was for me. That's why when I watched the NBA and I watched somebody like John Wall, who he ain't that much taller than me, um, go full speed in an NBA game off the wrong foot and pipe it, 
like, dude, the NBA is hard, man. Like, how impressive it is to watch some of these guys and the skill sets. It's fucking unbelievable. Anyways, the point is you do lose some of those things as you get older. And I'm not, you know, fighting father time in that regard. Like, I'm, I'm okay with accepting certain things, but there are certain things I want to hold on to. And dunking a basketball is one. The next one is I want to be able to run a mile still in under six minutes, which I have been able to do every single year of my life, probably since I was in fifth grade, I think. Was I in fifth grade? Either fifth grade, I was just over six minutes or just under. And then sixth grade and on, I've been able to do that. Now, it's getting close. Uh, I'm in like five, like 550 range. Um, so I don't only got about 10 seconds to spare. And I'm dying to get there, dude. But again, I'm a heavier guy. I'm over 200 pounds. And I'm not a runner, per se. But that's still important to me to just know I still have, you know, kind of that in the tank. I still want to be able to do, you know, farmer's carries with half my body weight in each hand for multiple minutes. So that's me grabbing a 106-pound kettlebell in each hand, walking around for a minute, resting for a minute, walking around for a minute, resting for a minute, and doing that for repeats for probably 10 straight rounds. I want to be able to do that. That grip strength is important to me, and that's overall strength too. I want to be able to do 20 pull-ups, unbroken, and again, real, real pull-ups. I want to be able to do lunges for an hour. You know, I want to be able to move around 100-pound dumbbells with ease. I want to still be able to deadlift, you know, 500 pounds if I needed to. And again, I have the base built, so for me, that's still a thing. Even if that went down to, fuck, 400 pounds, I'm okay with that too. Like, that's, I don't even need to do that shit. But I still want to keep a good level of strength because I don't think strength is ever a weakness. It's really not unless it's doing something that's, it's hurting your joints and it's taking away from your life. But none of these things I mentioned will do that for me. But again, I have the base built. At the end of the day, I want to increase my durability, you know, and my mobility and my tissue quality. I need to keep that good. I need to really focus on that while keeping my athletic ability and my strength. That's my goals as I head into uh, to be 40 years old this year. And uh, the one thing I probably didn't do as much last year was the tissue work. I did a ton of the mobility uh, stretching, taking the body through space, doing different flows, you know, kind of doing the joint juicing, but not as much uh, rolling, massage, and tissue work. So that's going to be a big focus for me this year because I know when those tissues get tight, it, it just puts me in, in not the best positions and it leads things to go wrong. So I'm really in tune uh, with that this year when I, when I find little, hey, if, oh, my ankle's a little tight or, oh, my elbow's bugging me, it's like, okay, the tissue on the forearms or it's maybe coming from one of the heads of the triceps, like work on that and kind of, uh, you know, beat up those ropey areas and get back on track. So for me, from a training standpoint, that's what I want to do. And there might be other things that, that pop up, but from a, a broad scope, this is it. Because the truth is, I do all these things in the gym because it's my profession, because it's my life, because we present to you guys and you be able to do things perfectly, you know, with a certain level of proficiency to show it, to teach it, to coach it. So I do take that fucking serious. But I also like to be able to go out and do other things. And like I love my wife. She's great. Uh, and she loves to do every adventure under the sun. And I think if she could just quit working, you know, and just do adventures and get paid just to do adventures. She would just do that all day, which if she went hard on Instagram, she could just do that anyway. But anyways, she loves to do everything. And I love doing most of it with her. Um, even though I don't love, you know, snowshoeing, uh, when it's 20 degrees out in the snow, 
but I'll do it and I want to be able to do it. So I, can, I have the ability to say no because we can have disagreements, but I want to be able to do it if I want to do it. I want to be able to go hike a mountain with her. I want to be able to go snowshoeing with her. I want to be able to do these things outdoors or go ride bikes for hours, you know, so my fitness inside the gym doesn't die here. It translates to everything else. And I think if you really take care of yourself and your mobility and your tissue work and you work on all your skills, not just the strength stuff, but also the aerobic stuff, it's going to translate to you being healthy as fuck and super active outside of the gym, which in turn makes your life a whole hell of a lot better and a lot more fun because my experience, if you ever look at any of the trips we've taken and the things we've done, all the coolest pictures, all the coolest videos, all the funnest places we've been that have these breathtaking views and that are amazing and awesome, they suck to get to. Like you had to work your fucking ass off to get there. Hiking through snow, you can't breathe, you're sweaty, you're hot, you're doing everything you can to climb up this mountain or go down this trail and it's a little bit sketchy and you got to use your hands and your feet and you're climbing and it's, it's testing your endurance and you get there and you're like, yeah, dude, this is fucking worth it. And I'm glad it's hard because not everybody gets to get here. They can look at the photo, but they didn't actually get to be here. So you earned it. And that's what fitness does for me when I take it obviously outside of the gym. Now, in terms of the nutrition, um, most of you guys know historically I've been intermittent fasting for I think probably 13 years at this point now, give or take. And uh, for the last year, I pretty much ate one meal a day most of the days. If there was 365 days in the year, I probably ate one meal, 330 of them. And then the other days, I would eat uh, two meals, usually a smaller one and a bigger one. This year, probably similar, although I'll admit there's some times last year where Waiting to just eat one meal probably took away from our performance some days because I do get up super early. And when I do work with athletes here, it's you give a lot um, and it does take a lot from you. If I just like today, I, I got up and I work from home today because we do all our, our internet app stuff and our content. It's not as taxing to me because I no one really talks to me. Just me and my dog, Heather kind of leaves me alone. She, he has her own stuff to do in the morning. And uh, I'm just on my computer just messaging back people and on my phone, it, it doesn't take a lot. So today I can eat like one meal and that's fine. Some of these other days I might have to do a smaller meal, which again, I posted that on the app in the nutrition tab, what I typically do. And then this is, it'd be like kind of my pre-meal or like my small snack and then I eat my bigger meal in the evening. That works for me. And again, it's a shit ton of food when I eat. When I do eat, I eat a lot. I don't fuck around. Uh, I'm a, I'm a bigger dude. That's you know, that's how I got here. And that's how I can stay here. I got to eat a lot um, for me to be here and, and the right balance of it. Cause I need to be for me personally, I feel the best here um, when I'm kind of this big and this lean at the same time, it's easier to get way bigger. I just eat more. It's easier to get way smaller. I eat less, but I'm trying to have a, a balance here of what I look like for myself. And also I know how it presents to the world. And that's what's built this business for better or for worse, whether, you know, I want to admit that or not. That's how the fuck we all got here. And uh, I also have to have the performance piece though too. So I typically tend to never, even if it's like a smaller snack and then a bigger meal. So if I'm eating twice a day, I don't do anything pre-workout because I find for me, I don't digest it very well. And the one thing I do hate is like if you're doing split squats or you're deadlifting, 
or shit, even riding a salt bike, and then you got to burp, and you burp up, but you can taste like chicken or eggs or whatever. And uh, I just, I fucking hate that. And I feel like I don't have as much energy because my body is basically trying to break down and liquefy and digest all this food when it should be focusing on, you know, me pushing the sled down the turf. So my plan for the year is one big meal to end my day, like always, and then a lighter, smaller snack, maybe, you know, closer to my post-workout window. Historically, I've been training at around 12 or like 1 o'clock, probably closer to 1 or 2 o'clock right now just because of my schedule is set up. And so if I do that and I get done, I can eat that kind of smaller meal, which will last me probably three, four hours. Then by the time I get home and do my stuff, I can eat a bigger dinner and kind of call it a day. And then there'll be days here where I just eat one big meal because that's just, I feel better that way. And, and I really am intuitive to how my body feels. And I don't confuse the thirst cues with the hunger cues. So I'm always drinking water. I'm always drinking Powerade Zeros or Gatorade Zeros. And honestly, I drink a shit ton of coffee too. And that kind of helps me. And so I know. And then there's days where I, maybe I am dragging ass and I, you know, grab some blueberries and slam a Koya and I'm like, oh, fuck, no, I have energy. That's what I actually need right there. So if I ever do have to do anything pre-workout just because my day got crazy, maybe my workout got pushed and I'm just kind of dragging ass, I will drink a shit ton of fluid to make sure that's it first. If not, I'll take something that's easily digestible. So for me, would be like those Koya. Those are plant-based protein drinks. They don't pay me. I wish they would. Um, And I'll slam one of those, maybe do six ounces of blueberries. And then if I feel good from there, I'm like, oh, shit, you have energy. That's what you did need. And then I can wait, do my mobility, you know, 15, 20 minutes, and then go crush the fucking workout. That would probably be it for me. Now, I'm not saying do what I do. Do what works best for you guys, but you have to find that, write it down, audit it, play with it, and see what it is. And it's always an evolution. That's why I do this same episode every year because it's always going to be changing for me. Even if there's things that are similar, the goals will be different. You might have an injury you're fighting through. You're coming back from sickness. You have a different goal. Who names it? Like There's a bunch of different things, but you have to be willing to adjust and audit as you go through here and do what feels best for you. That's really what this is. And there's no cookie cutter diet. There's no uh, cookbook that's going to answer all the questions. You can use all those things like for ideas and samples to play off of. But at the end of the day, you got to find something that works for you in your schedule in your lifestyle and your goals. That's fucking it. You can take a lot of the pieces of what I do, but I doubt you live the same life as me. And even if somehow you could, I don't know if it would naturally fit your personality type. Does that make sense? So I want you guys to just be really in tune with what you have going on. Also, my goals, more greens for me, not just athletic greens. If you want a free sample, just ask. Um, But real greens uh, and probably less starches at times. And I wouldn't say I ever go overboard on those, but I do. I'm from the Midwest, dude. So it's meat and potatoes all day, every day. I could eat golden potatoes or baked potatoes every fucking day. Like if you told me, and I don't mean like the, you know, like a fancy ass uh, steakhouse, but it could be just your basic Midwest steakhouse. You know what I'm talking about? Like the, the not the, the shitty places, but like the, the middle of the road place where you go and it's a steak and it's broccoli and it's a baked potato and it's like 22 bucks. 
I could eat at that kind of place all fucking day. And maybe on the weekends get some cheese curds because that's what you do in the Midwest and put some ranch on those bad boys. However, uh, I could probably eat, I digress, I could eat steak and potatoes probably every day of my life. And, and I can get into a, a habit of doing that where I can eat way more potatoes than I probably need to. Um, and some days I need to and some days I don't. So instead of always defaulting to that, I'm going to do more greens, more Brussels sprouts, more asparagus. I still do now, but I can do more. Because there are days where Heather will be like, hey, do you want any asparagus? I'm like, I'll take a couple. Where I could eat, you know, three times as much, but I'm just choosing not to because I want to eat a bunch of my potatoes with my steak. And sometimes I have to and sometimes I don't. So for me, the focus is in to add more greens. And some days I'll keep all the starches, but some days those will go to the side and I'll just eat way more vegetables. And I got to eat the ones I can handle. You know, I'm not going to eat a pound of Brussels sprouts because then I'm probably never going to have sex. And that does not seem like a fun life to me because when you become a fart monster, you know, it's not uh, that easy to put on Usher and just get busy. So I try to eat a lot of asparagus and I eat the, the Brussels sprouts, uh, you know, sparingly or I eat a volume that's appropriate for what my body can handle. And uh, all I'm really trying to do as I get older is is eat things that really make me feel good, that agree with my body. And uh, I just put certain guardrails in place in my life. And it's not about what I look like. It really isn't. It's about what I feel. And I know for people who don't like personally know me, like you don't like live in my house, you're not my family, or, you know, maybe my super, super close circle of friends. From the outside, it's like, well, this dude really cares about his body and what he looks like, and it's super vanity driven. And well, yeah, it is, because that's what we do here. It's Jeremy Scott Fitness, not, you know, Jeremy Scott, nice guy, you know, LLC, S Corp. Um, It's what I do. However, it's just a byproduct. Now at this point, what I look like is just a byproduct of what I do. So I feel good. Because I do have a responsibility here now to a lot of people who are listening to the people who obviously watch all of our stuff on Instagram and, and Facebook and, and YouTube and the people who read our newsletter and obviously the hundreds of clients who come here who thank you guys for supporting us for fucking over a decade. It's unbelievable. I have a responsibility to them to show up here and give them my best and to feel my best. And if I show up here feeling like shit, I'm, you know, bloated or constipated and lethargic and tired, or my body is so fucking beat up that I just kind of mail in the day and I don't take the time to really program out something that's going to help them. And I don't, you know, I'm not really present here with them. Like I'm just going through the motions. I don't answer their questions. I don't want to talk to them. That's doing them a disservice. And that for me is tied so much to how I sleep, what I eat, what I drink, and how I do that. So I have certain guardrails in place for me. Like I need to go to sleep, you know, at a certain time every night so I can wake up and not feel like a bag of shit. And again, I put hard stops on my day. So if like Heather and I go somewhere and obviously we're doing um, like a dry January, but really it's like a dry 47 day transformation. And if I'm being honest, the last day I had a drink was on Christmas Eve was the last day, time I personally had a drink. So that's probably what already at this point, 10, 12 days ago or something. So it'll end up being probably for me, 60, 70, 80 days of, of no booze, which for me is not hard to do. Um, I've mastered that over many, many years of failing and fucking up. So it can be done. Uh, I'll say that. 
But uh, that's kind of a, a guardrail we put in place to do a dry January, dry 47 day and beyond. But when we are like, you know, being social and we go to our friends, maybe I'll be at the Super Bowl and uh, I might have two drinks. But when I say put guardrails in place, it's just two fucking drinks. I'm not going to have three. I'm not going to have four. It's two and I'm out. Like that's it. I'm going to stick to it. And that's what I've always done. And I'm going to continue to do that because that's put me in a position to be successful and to be healthy and not give away a day tomorrow for some stupid stuff I did today. And a lot of people listening, well, Jeremy, it doesn't sound like a lot of fun, blah, blah, blah. And for you, it might not be. But I'm not, there's nothing fun enough for me today to feel like a complete bag of shit tomorrow. Now, I'll preface that. Last year, one day I had three drinks. I see my best friend about once a year. I met him at this place, Maynard's, in uh, near Minneapolis. Shout out to people in Minnesota who know what I'm talking about. And I had three Michelob Golden. And again, for you guys who don't know what a McGolden is, it's it's a beer and really only in the Midwest. It's weird they don't have it here. If somebody has access, ship me a case. I'll pay you for it. And I want the bottles only, not the cans. But uh, I had three McGoldens with him. And I think he drank six to my three because he's, he's been training for that. Uh, I, I have not. And uh, that's the only time I broke it. And I probably stayed up later than I wanted to. And uh, But that's my best friend. And I'm willing to do that. And I'm willing to feel tired the next day. And I'm willing to kind of drag ass through the day because of that event. But there's very few things like that in my life I'm willing to do that for. And there's very few humans on this planet I'm willing to do that for. Like my dad would probably be one of them. My best friend's one of them. I could probably name you a couple others. But there's not many at all. So I put hard stops in place. So I don't wake up feeling like trash. And I don't give away tomorrow for some stupid shit I did today. I'm always thinking kind of that next day ahead. And that's how I can be my healthiest and my happiest. And most importantly, my most productive for everybody that, you know, relies on us, what we do here and who we serve. And that's really how I look at my health and fitness. That's, that's why I train the way I train. It's why I eat the way I eat. I want to do this at the highest, you know, most proficient level possible for me, but also in a way that, that lets me kind of share and serve the way I'm supposed to serve. And in terms of my sleeping, it's hard stops with the sleep. And uh, it's tough, man. Well, if you wake up early, it's easy because you get tired super early. So I remember like for uh, New Year's Eve, the uh, those two great playoff games, by the way, Michigan and then Ohio State after. Like we're in bed by like 8.30. And Heather's dead asleep way before 10 p.m. I made it up till 10 just because that Ohio State game was so good. But, man, I was struggling to make it up till 10 p.m. because I never stay up that late. Rarely, unless we meet like, you know, friends for dinner who are visiting out of town or something. So it's just hard stop. So I try to go to bed at the same time. I wake up at the same time every day. But better sleep habits even. So for me, um, Chris Brault was on the podcast. Shout out to Chris. He did a breathing podcast with us. The dude's fucking great. Uh, You can go back and listen to it. I think it was in December. Um, He told me about those nasal strips. So I got the nasal strips. And no shit, they do work, man. Like you put them on your nose, it pulls your nose open. So you can legitly breathe. Like they are super, super helpful. So I've been doing the nasal strips when I go to sleep. I've been doing the vertical mouth tape that he uh, suggested as well. And then I wear one of those like eye masks. I'm literally one of those fucking old people who has like eight contraptions on their face when you go to sleep. If you walk in my bedroom and uh, if you ever thought it looked, you know, sexy, um, it does not at all. It is the opposite of what sexiness looks like. It looks like I'm a fucking science project. I got a nasal strip, I got mouth tape on, and I got this black eye mask and probably dog hair on my face from my dog. 
but honestly, the the eyewear makes it completely black and dark, no matter if Heather gets up or if you know if there's anything, any lights on outside, or if we leave a TV on, you name it. So I've been doing that, and I find that I do better that way. And if I take, you know. Maybe the, the Dream uh, Beam CBD product uh, before I go to sleep, maybe four or five nights a week. It seems to help for me. I stay asleep. The other nights I try to naturally just do it. Heather takes it, I think, every single night, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I don't think I ever see a night where she doesn't take it, honestly. But that helps me stay asleep. I don't know if it helps me like fall asleep. I kind of do that naturally. But it does help me stay asleep, and I feel better that way. And I've talked about this before on here real quick. Like for, for a long time, I would do the normal, like a lot of people are fans of THC. So they'll smoke a little weed or they'll take an edible before they go to sleep. And I tried that before too. And I would find that I would like fall asleep hard, but my latency, when I would track it, um, I would wake up more often than if I don't do it, which is a problem for sure in terms of actually you know, letting your body heal and repair, uh, regulate your hormones. But the biggest thing I notice is because I get up at 4 o'clock in the morning or actually slightly before 4 a.m., usually about 3.50, not that I would feel hungover or like super groggy, but I wouldn't feel as alert as quickly. I wouldn't feel like I could just snap up and just produce right away. That's if I was doing like, let's say, THC or an edible or something like that. Now, if I just do nothing or I just do the beam product, I wake up feeling like a gangster. Even the days where my body is, is sore and I'm kind of tired, Within, by the time I get in my truck and I come to work, I'm ready to fucking go. Like there's no, I'm not groggy in the truck, I'm not hungover, I'm not like, you know, kind of going in and out of being awake. I'm like, I'm ready to fucking do this. And that's just me. I'm not saying you guys, if you want to drink alcohol before you go to sleep or do, you know, edibles or some other sleep aid, if it works for you, fine, but I find for me personally, and if you look at most of the, the scientific research, without doing, you know, THC or alcohol before sleep, you, you are going to have a better sleep quality overall. At least that's all the sleep research that I've seen personally. Even if you do feel like you fall asleep quicker, which you might, I find that for me, nothing is the best. I feel the freshest that way. But again, that's just for me. Uh, I do want to read this real quick here um, just for you guys and I'm going to talk about do I got a couple questions here too I think from some of you I can do a couple of the quick questions too I don't want to make this too long I know you guys got important things to do all the things I listed that's what I'm my plan is for 2023 that's what works for me again I've been doing this for a long time uh, you guys know the story my first training cert was in 2005 so it's 18 plus years, you know, and was I training before that? Obviously I was, I was an athlete all the way through college. I've been playing sports, you know, organized sports since I was a third grader. Like, so I've been playing organized sports since third grade. That's a long time. And even before that, you know, we were running around, you know, playing ding dong ditch and, uh, you know, street football and, and street basketball and rollerblading and, you know, jumping your bike off a curb and like, did you guys ever give your friend bucks? We'd say, do you want a buck on your bike? Either on the back pegs or the front handlebars. We would do, I mean, we just go everywhere. That's what we did. You know, we play in the snow, uh, king of the hill. You'd find the, a bank parking lot or the grocery store parking lot where they piled up all the snow in the corner. And your buddies and you would, 
you know, climb up to the top of the hill and beat the shit out of each other. And the strongest guy could typically stay at the top. And then the rest of you just got the shit kicked out of yourself. That's what I grew up doing forever. And I hung out with a bunch of savages. And so you'd always fight and wrestle. And that was my life. And it's built the base that's got me here. And I fell in love with it along the way. And so when I describe what I do, you have to take all that into consideration and do what works best for you. But I promise you this, there's nothing inherently special about me versus any of you guys listening. Um, The one difference, and I'm not saying this is better or worse, if there's like a a thing that would separate, obviously this is my profession and it's what I do and it's called Jeremy's Got Fitness, so Jeremy better fucking be in shape. The superpower would be consistency. I'm just consistently willing to do the little shit each day, um, even if I don't want to do it. And especially when nobody's looking and nobody cares and nobody would ever notice, I'm going to keep doing that work. And that's for me and my fitness and the way that I eat. It's the one thing in my life that I can control. And maybe growing up as a kid, not being able to control a lot of things. That's why the fuck I am the way I am. If I really want to reverse engineer it and and dig deep, I could probably even find more answers, but I'm pretty sure that's the reason. So knowing that and knowing in the world where all the things that go on, you have no fucking control over it. I find great freedom in the discipline of controlling how I train and how I eat. And what I've done is I've taken that and put into every other area of my life. And if you can control your flesh, and if you control the way that you train, the way that you eat and make a daily commitment to it, I promise you guys, it'll bleed into other areas of your life. There's a certain level of discipline there that transfers into everything else. So when I'm sharing all these things, and and maybe it's some of it sounds crazy, But if you strip down the details and you just look at the principles, it's not crazy at all. But you just have to consistently do it. Even on the days you don't want to fucking do it. That's why I wake up at 3.50 every single day. And for a long time in my life, it was out of necessity. Because I was broke. Because I wasn't that smart. And I had to work really fucking hard to learn all the things I had to learn. And I had to work way harder than probably, you know, my buddies who worked at a big corporation to make even a fraction of the money, because as an entrepreneur, you're basically working a hundred fucking hours for yourself. So you don't got to work 40 hours for somebody else. That, that's pretty much true. And so forever, it was a necessity. I did that. And now I've just kept the same habits and it's just built on itself over and over and over again. And what you'll find is you might not have to do that for your business forever, but you might keep doing it because it's, it's put you so far ahead. And as you get older, in your physical body, you might have to do some of those things out of necessity, like mobility, like tissue work, you know, but what you can't do if you want to be successful is you can't make excuses and you can't quit and you can't stop and you can't take fucking big breaks in between that you cannot do. If you are listening to me and you're over the age of 25, you cannot stop training you guys. You cannot take big breaks from doing mobility and tissue work and don't take huge gaps in eating right. Those days are done. You have to really give a fuck about you 
and yourself and your goals. And you have to always try to maximize your time and never turn the effort faucet off. Like keep that shit fucking turned on, especially if for you guys who have careers and, and husbands and wives and kids and stuff, you have probably 80 things on a to-do list. So you got to be really diligent with your time and just maximize it. And that's why, again, a lot of times on my Instagram stories these days, I've been saying the same thing. Like, Hey man, 10 minutes of something is better than nothing. And a lot of times we will punt a whole workout in a whole day because we didn't think we could do 10 minutes of squats or 10 minutes of walking lunges, but you can do that. And you got to be a grinder. You really do. And uh, I don't mean that in the sense of like, you have to hate, you know, your training and what you do every day. But most of you are not genetic unicorns. You know, and if I compare it to, you know, like fighting, right? Like if it's, uh, you know, boxing or the UFC or something, most of you don't have knockout power. Like you're not Mike Tyson. You know, you're not, you know, prime Conor McGregor, Mystic Mac, who's just knocking everybody the fuck out. You know, so you're probably not going to get this lottery ticket of a body um, where everything's going to go right and you're always going to be genetically skinny and ripped and, and healthy and fit and never be injured. That's not going to happen. You're the you're the five round fighter who's who's got to really grind people down over five rounds and you got to win on points. You're the you're the Khabib. You know you you got to drag people into deep waters and you got to drown them. You know it's the slow and steady progress is how I got here and continue to stay here. And it's the same thing that's going to help you guys. And it's going to get you guys where you want to go. But more importantly, it's going to keep you there because it's that constant pressure over and over and over. You know, you can't keep doing, you know, what you've done every week and every month and every year. You know, you need to be a little bit better. You need to make little improvements this year because father time is undefeated. You know, we can... We can bullshit all we want, you know. Uh, I'm not judging anybody out there. Like, you can do all the Botox you want, and you can dye your hair, and you can, you know, put all the filters you want on Instagram and everything else. But at the end of the day, you're going to be old, man. You know, we, we come into the world shitting our pants, and, and for a lot of us, we, we end <laughs> shitting our pants too. So that time in between is important. And I want you guys to be able to continue to be healthy and be fit and get stronger and hold on to your skills as long as humanly possible. And if you put in a little bit of daily work to just make one better eating choice, one better food choice, if you do this, it's going to keep your body sharp, man. It's going to keep it mobile. It's going to keep your mind sharp. And I said this before and I'll say it again. There's a great a pride and a great freedom in a discipline of doing this. And as odd as that sounds, man, it's the daily discipline of it all that, that makes all the difference in the world. Again, it's the biggest difference in, in my business, in my body versus the next guy. You know, it's not turning it off. It's, it's not quitting, you know, and I'm not living off of what I did in the past. You know, I just keep moving forward. And if many of you guys adopt that same mentality, you'll be in the best shape of your life in 2023. And that is going to bleed into other areas of your life if you let it. I promise you that. And the reason I say there's a great pride that comes with daily discipline and also a great freedom, because if you do it long enough, you're going to become a different person mentally and physically. And when you become that different person, there's a freedom in the way that you eat. 
So if you've done it for long enough, if you want to go eat a fucking pizza, you can. It doesn't matter. You might not feel great for a little bit, but you'll wake up the next day and you'll still look like Rambo if you looked like Rambo the day before. It doesn't matter because you have the discipline to get right back on track the next day. That one pizza choice, or if you want to go out and drink some beers with your buddies, you can do it because the next day you're not going to drink five more beers again. You're going to be right back on track because you have a daily discipline. And I say you have a pride in that because, again, you can't buy this. You can't rent this. You can't borrow it from somebody. You got to earn it and you got to keep earning it day after day after day after day. Um, last questions real quick here. These just came in from Instagram. I'll do a little quick Q and A and I'll let you guys go. Um, some of these are in, some of these were way too complex to do on here. So we'll do full podcast on them. So if you guys did submit a question and you're like, well, Jeremy, you didn't get to it. I promise you, I will. I'll either bring, um, Heather on or, or somebody on to talk about it with me because some of these are way more nuanced, um, for me to just rip it here on this episode. But the question was on macros, you know, fat loss versus muscle gain. What types of foods to lose fat and gain muscle? The reality, it, it doesn't matter. You know, my thesis is always going to be eat real food. And when I say real food, things that are minimally processed or not processed at all are probably your best bet. Things that run, that swim, that fly, that grow from the earth. You've heard me say it before. Uh, if fat loss is the goal, you got to be in a calorie deficit. You got to be in an energy deficit. This is a science, not my opinion. If you want to be a bigger, gain size, become jacked, you got to be in an in a energy surplus, a calorie surplus. So meaning if you burn 1,000 calories a day and you know you want to be jacked, you got to be eating 1,500 to 2,000 calories a day. These are made up numbers, obviously. But it has to be a surplus of what you're doing. If you want to gain size, you have to get bigger. That's just the reality of it. If you want to be leaner, you're going to have to be smaller. You're not going to gain 10 pounds of muscle and lose 10% body fat. It's not happening. Now, if you're 500 pounds... Yeah, maybe that can happen. If you're like a novice, novice person, like beginner gains, yeah, maybe something like that can happen. For everybody else, you're getting bigger, you're getting smaller. You're adding muscle or you're shredding fat. You're most likely not doing two things at the same time. You're not going forwards and going backwards. There's obviously outliers of this for sure, but for most people, no. So for me, if you're trying to gain muscle, you need to eat enough protein. And honestly, even for fat loss, I just think you know, protein, the, the, the building blocks, the aminos are, are the building blocks of, of all muscle that comes in your body. So if you have enough in the system, um, repeatedly over time, you guys are going to be okay. And uh, you got to eat enough calories to put on the size. So yeah, in terms of macros, like proteins, um, and fats and, and carbs, it's pretty simple. So hopefully that answered. The next one, if somebody trains in the morning, and they eat uh, one to two times a day, you know, it really just depends. If you train super early in the morning and you're going to eat twice, if fat loss is the goal and you want to wait a long time to eat, that's fine. If you want to eat post-workout, that's cool too. I always say just do what works best for you um, and your lifestyle and your goals. I know it's not a, a concrete answer, but it really just depends on what you're trying to do. If you're training at 6 a.m. in the morning and you're trying to be way more muscular, I would probably eat, you know, a little bit closer to your post-workout window. And uh, then maybe the next meal, you wait four, five, six hours and you eat that. And again, just making sure you know what your macros are. You're in a, a calorie surplus. You're getting enough proteins and carbs and fats to align with your goal. If the goal is fat loss and you're going to eat twice a day and you train super early, you can probably wait uh, a little bit longer. You know, as long as in the 24 hour window, if you want to think of your life in terms of 24 hour windows, you're eating enough 
protein in those windows to have enough, uh, I guess, aminos, you know, kind of flowing through your bloodstream and in your body at all times, I think you'll be okay. But the biggest thing is go by how you feel, go by how your performance is in your workout, and just go by what you look like and kind of track that over time and really, you know, use something like a MyFitnessPal or Lose It or whatever you want to use to, to track and just be mindful of it. Take a picture of yourself every Friday, see what you look like, and then just kind of gauge from there. But there's really no wrong answer there. And the last question uh, somebody asked about yoga, you know, we have a, a partnership with Core Power Yoga here. It's uh, we got reciprocity with those guys. They're super cool. Am I a yoga fan? For sure. I've had some yogis in the podcast. We've talked about multiple things. I'll get a couple more on to kind of go in depth about it. You know, yoga is a broad term. It's kind of like fitness. Uh, there's a million different types of yoga, kinds of yoga. I'm a fan of it. If you got time for it do it for sure. It's to me, because I don't really tap into the spiritual kind of aspect of it. Um, it's force mobility to me. Uh, if other people get something out of it, you know, controlling your breathing, uh, relaxation, kind of meditation, getting in touch with, you know, unicorns, whatever your thing is, like I'm all for that. For me personally, that's not what I do. I go in there and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna take my shirt off. I'm going to stare at myself in the mirror, be super sweaty and shredded, and uh, do mobility. That's it. Like, I'm a, I'm a fucking meathead. That's what I do with it. And I think it's great. And I think it's awesome for that. The only reason I don't do it more often is because it's, it's a time commitment. If it's an hour long, I got to drive over there. It's 15 minutes. I'm going to do it for an hour. I got to drive back here 15 minutes. That's an hour and a half. I got to take a shower because I'm the sweatiest, grossest human ever because I'm sitting in a wet diaper. So now it's a two-hour investment of my day for me. I still think it's awesome, but I can talk myself out of the two hours pretty quick. I'll just do my 20 minutes of mobility here and I'll be okay. But I do think it's an awesome practice for people if you get something out of it more than just the mobility, even better. But I, I am a fan of it. I think you guys can do it. I think there's a lot to be gained from it. Yeah, I'm a super huge proponent of it. It's just for me right now with my life and my goals and what I'm doing, I'm not making the... 90 minute to two hour commitment every single day on top of my current training and what I do for this business in this life. Now, if all of a sudden I'm, let's say 45 years old and I'm like, fuck it, I'm going to quote unquote retire from this and uh, do something different where I don't really meet humans often. Maybe I do yoga for two hours a day. I don't know. Um, but I do like it and I'm a fan of it. And I think there is a lot of benefits to it. If nothing else, if you guys do have the time and again, I love what I do here. I love the gym. I love, I'm a grinder. That's, I don't know how else to say it, man. Like as David Jack, you know, phrased me, he goes, you're a bulldozer, dude. You just put the blade down and you fucking go. And uh, I guess that's how I feel. And I like to kind of grind. I don't know what it is. Um, so doing yoga to me, is not my thing, but if you don't like to go push a sled for like, I'll push a sled for 30 minutes. And then I'll go do walking lunges for 30 minutes because I'm a fucking psycho like that. Now, if that doesn't sound fun to you, yoga is probably a better option. And that's okay. And, that, and that's what I think you should do. That's the whole point of this is like me sharing what I'm going to do and who I am. I want you guys to find what your thing is. And it might be the same as mine. But if what I'm describing sounds like some serial killer shit, then don't do that. Because if I'm being completely honest, I was joking with BJ the other day, but we're serious. Him and I are going back and forth in a text thread and I'm like, man, you know what? Some days I literally will just put on like the Michael Myers theme song in my AirPods and I'll just come in here and ride the assault bike. Like that's like, 
sometimes I do some weird shit. Like, but I do that more often than not. Like, I'll literally just, pl- and I know that sounds like a psychopath shit, but I'll put on like, it's a Michael Myers Halloween theme song, and I'm just gonna push a sled for 30 minutes, like I'm a serial killer. Um, and for some reason, that just is, it's brainless to me. It's easy, and in some weird way, it, it motivates me. And I, I, I share all that because for a lot of you, that might not be it. My wife, that would be a prison for her. She wants to go, you know, hiking at, you know, Butcher Jones. She wants to go on a bike ride. She wants to go run the canal to, you know, the Papago Mountains. Like, she wants to do different things. She's a nature person. I don't need as much nature as her. I need a little bit of this, you know, self-hate shit, I guess, going on. Like, I don't know. Um, I share all that to just urge you to find what your thing is, especially if it's outside of the gym, and to make the easiest fix possible. And this brings me to my last story quick, and I'll let you guys go. I was thinking about this the other day in terms of like what what keeps me doing it um, at this clip because someone asked me the other day because in fitness, BJ and I joke, you know, in fitness we are older. We're not in the scope of life, but to, to be doing this for 18 years, it's, you know, damn near half my life I've been doing, I've been in the fitness industry just doing fitness and uh, a lot of people who are fitness pros listening, you've, you've been doing it for two years or three years. Even if you've been doing it for 10 years, I've been in the game almost twice as long as you, you know. So I've seen a lot. And my passion for it is, is, is just as high today as the day I started. And maybe even more so, which is really strange. Now, obviously, there's things that I get fed up with and there's things I don't want to deal with. And there's shit about this life that I don't like. But in the macro, I'm just as excited to come here tomorrow morning with this Saturday group as I was, you know, the first Saturday I started. You know, maybe for different reasons, but I like it just as much. I'm still just as passionate about it. That's why I continue to do it. And I care about it. And I care about the craft of it. And I care way more now about everybody else than I do myself. And I share that because it, I was in here training the other day and someone asked me like, you, you know, how do you still keep doing this and why do you keep still doing it at this clip? And I think they're more so referring to just my training and what I do with that. And I thought about it because as I'm older, it's harder to get up for it on certain days. And I don't mean that in the sense of I'm always going to do it because I appreciate my body and I know it's a gift. And if I didn't have it, I'd be super fucking sad. And I'll be pissed off that I wasted a day not training. But when I was younger, I was angry. And I did think, you know, the world was against me. And I've shared the story on here many times before. My old um, high school basketball coach, shout out to Kaz, um, Many years after um, I graduate college, I've been doing this life for probably 10 years at the time. Him and, and I and my wife are out at the bar and uh, obviously all this drinking too much. And um, he, he says to her, he's like, you know, I'm super, super proud of Jeremy. Some to the effect of like, you know, he left here as this really angry, you know, young man. And he comes back this, you know, kind of enlightened, positive person who's writing books and, you know, giving back to the world and stuff. And I heard that. And it's when it really clicked for me, like, man, like, yeah, he's right. Like I was fucking negative and I was 
just super angry about a lot of things. And I think everybody gets that in life. And at some point for me, I don't know what it, what it is, if it's perspective and gratitude or meeting the, the David Jacks of the world and these other people where it flipped it for me, or maybe it's, you know, us doing adoptive families and, and seeing people in like deep, deep, deep poverty and seeing people die and seeing, you know, losing people in your life. And at some point it switched for me where I wasn't training out of just negativity and anger and trying to prove something to everybody else. I started just training because I loved it. And I started to train because I appreciated my body and I knew I had a gift and I knew I could give back to other people and I knew I could help them. So that's why I started training. And I think that's the healthier way to do it. And I think that's what's kept me in it for this long at this pace. And in the same sentence, there is some days where it's like, it was easier in some regards when you're so fucking angry and you're so mad and you could take like that, you know, the Michael Jordan theory, like where he took everything personal. That's what I was doing as a kid, you know, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, taking everything personal you know, and using everything as fuel. Well, this person said this about me or this comment on bodybuilding.com or that person on men's health said I look like shit. And so I would read those things and I would take them and I'd internalize them and I'd never complain about them. And I would never let anybody knew they bugged me. And I would just work my fucking ass off to just change everything and just train even harder and smarter and be the, the fittest and the strongest I could be. And that fuels you for so long. But I, I don't think you can make a whole career and a whole life out of, out of negativity. And for me, the switch to doing it because I appreciated my life and my body and everything has been a healthy one. Uh, But if I'm being truthful, there is some days where it's like I I sometimes still will just like make up shit in my head um, to get that kind of negative fire inside me so I can just kick the shit out of some split squats to make it through the day. Um, So that's just again, that's just me sharing a personal uh, story of, of my transformation and training in what I used to do versus what I do now and why I do it. And I guess if there's a takeaway there, it's I'm clearly have some mental issues. But uh, outside of that, you sometimes got to do what you have to do to get motivated. And whether that's using positive things in your life, like your kids, or your husband or your wife and your family, or if it's using negative shit um, from your childhood or from, uh, you know, some guy cut you off in traffic or whatever the fuck it is. Like, find that thing. If it can be positive more often than not, I think you're going to be better in the long run. But sometimes if you got to draw from a place of, like, the world's against you and you kind of got that, you know, Tupac mentality, like, fuck the world, I think sometimes that can be a a place where you can get some great workouts done. But take that for what it is, you guys. Hopefully um, that answers some of your questions and hopefully that uh, gave you some perspective and some help about what I do. Uh, and how I go about my training. And I think if you strip down a lot of the details, the principles, you guys can do the same. You can all make a program. You can all commit to something. Whatever the minimum dose is, you can commit to every single week. If that's three 30-minute workouts every week for 52 weeks, then do that. Sign a contract with yourself today, make it non-negotiable, and fucking do it. If you're going to say, I'm not going to drink alcohol every single day, I'm only going to drink on Friday and Saturday, or you know, historically I drink 20 drinks a week. I'm only going to drink 10 drinks a week this year. Whatever it is, sign that contract with yourself. Make it non-negotiable. Put the guardrails in place. Have some hard stops. For once in your life, mean what you say, do what you say, and just fucking follow through, man. 
You'll be so much better off a year from now. I promise you that, dude. Don't get discouraged in January, in February, in March. People won't understand. People will talk shit. I get that, dude. You're trying to change a culture, not establish one. That's always way tougher, especially when you're the drinking guy, you're the fun guy, you're the pizza guy, you're the donut dad, whatever the fuck your thing is. You'll become something different. And even if people don't understand it and they mock it and they think it's weird or they think you'll quit, if you just keep showing up and see it through, eventually they're going to come to you. Hey, man, what are you doing? Hey, man, what's that program you're on? Hey, dude, you look great. And all the stuff is going to come your way. You just have to get through the initial start and that awkward phase in the middle where you're not seeing the results as quickly as you want. But if you don't quit and you don't stop, they are going to come, you guys. And if there's anything that we can do to help, if it's our app or if it's our 47-day transformation or if you got a question for me, just ask. I'm happy to bring anybody on or I'm happy to talk about it if I have any expertise in the area. I will most likely do so for you. So... Again, you guys, 47-Day Transformation starting here in just two days. Link's in the show notes, jeremyscottfitness.app. It's a free week of the app if you want to try it for free. And the 47 days is just 99 bucks if you want to get inside that. And I promise you guys, the thing is fucking awesome, and you are going to love it. And then again, if you guys have never dropped us a review on Apple or Spotify, please do so. And then again, if you guys never dropped us a Google review, the link will be right in the notes below here. Five-star comment. I would appreciate it. It means the world to us. I wish you guys all an awesome start to 2023. And if you've got some goals, write them down. Stick them somewhere you can see them. And don't quit on them when life gets hard and things don't go exactly to plan. Just keep putting in a little bit of effort. And I said this before, even 10 minutes of something every single day is better than doing nothing. And the compound effect of that is going to have a huge ROI at the end of the year. Whether that's with your relationship, with your kids, with your finances, with your fitness, with your nutrition, you name it. Just dedicate a little bit of effort every single day and those daily disciplines are going to stack up and you'll be a different person in a much better way before you know it. Thank you guys. We might pop in on Sunday. If nothing else, I got uh, some podcasts on the end of the week here with a bunch of folks and uh, a bunch of awesome people coming on here to start off the new year. So thank you guys. And until next time, eat well, train hard, be nice to people. And please keep doing shit you love with people you enjoy because your life is too short not to. I'll talk to you guys soon. Peace.